Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hello and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit with myself, Anna Louise, and today we have the lovely Grace with us. Grace is amazing at social media marketing and has an unbelievable position at the moment where she is content creator for Stephen Bartlett, who is obviously growing massively with his podcasts and stuff like that as well and is huge himself with social media marketing. So we're very lucky to have her on to help us for advice for social media marketing with the businesses that we have. So thank you, Grace, for coming. Thanks for having me. Delighted (laughs) to be here. Yeah, it's great. It really is because like social media marketing is such a maze and it's constantly changing and you don't know what the rules are and everything like that. So to have someone of your experience and like knowledge is really great. So I want to ask you, how did you get to this far this early this quickly how do you think you got here (laughs) (laughs) so many different things right time right place all of that stuff but I guess I guess it goes back to I was studying a master's for broadcast journalism which is like tv radio but also social media journalism Uh, you know how we get our news via twitter and facebook and instagram these days or even news alerts via apps and all of that sort of thing and I found that section of it super interesting. I went in with the atten- intention that I was going to be, you know, the next Newsnight presenter, the next News at 10. That was what I wanted. Um, I've always loved that sort of thing. I've loved the fast pace that the news comes in and changes and evolves. And I love that adrenaline rush and all of that sort of thing. And then the pandemic hit and news became very all-consuming and very depressing. Um, I don't know about you, but after the death toll count, yeah. I had to switch off all notifications, turned it off deleted the apps. <laughs> and I was like, well, this doesn't sit very well with me anymore. So what I did, and also the other part of that was no jobs were available in terms of breaking into industry. So everyone closed their doors. Everyone was in a bit of a panic. So I said, well, how, am I, how on earth am I going to gain experience? I don't want to just sit here. I'm not the type of person to just sit. Um, so I started creating my own little portfolio, which has now become The Social Climber. Mm. Um, is my kind of personal brand on Instagram and now also on LinkedIn. And I just thought I'm going to make make my experience myself. Mm. Um, I'm going to help small businesses out during this time with the skills I've got in terms of promoting and marketing through social media. I kind of ditched the journalism side of it and just went straight in with social media marketing. And I offered local businesses support during this crazy time where they you know their shop fronts were closing and they didn't know how to reach their customers anymore and I said look I can I can help and also I'll do it for free for a bit because it's going to teach me a load of stuff as well I was still learning and I think people when they're getting started in their careers hate to hear that hate to hear that I did work for free they people are like don't work for free never lower your rates never work free I needed to gain the experience it was an exchange of experience yeah. for me. Yeah. And I gained so much by doing that. I did it for like a couple of months. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't years. I worked in the pub at the same time to earn some real to yeah. real cash. And 
that's okay. Like yeah. I, I put in a little bit, little bit of temporary of graft. Like people do grafting a lot harder than yeah. me for a lot longer of time. Um, but I did a bit of free work and I gained valuable experience. I learned some lessons. I learned what worked and learned what didn't work so that when I came to start charging clients, I had that experience under my belt. I had that portfolio to show. Um, and I just, that's how it all started. And I would, I worked with a really cool variety of brands from universities to skin, actually skincare brand to, um, to all sorts. And it was such a great opportunity for me to learn and nurture my own skills and figure things out at, at the same time. And then I was loving what I was doing. I was freelancing. I was starting to build up some good, some good money, some great clients. It was going really well. And, and then I saw this job post from Stephen Bartlett who I was aware of, but I, you know, the Diary of a CEO wasn't really a thing at that yeah. point. Um, he hadn't written any books. He wasn't a dragon on Dragon's Den. So unless you kind of really knew about him in terms of the social media world, which I was starting to come and be a bit more aware of, he didn't, he wasn't really as big as he is now. So I saw this post and I, he was looking for a social media manager. And I thought, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna really accelerate my career, or if I'm gonna kind of take five steps instead of the one that I'm currently taking at the moment, or the one step at a time, if I can leap and take five steps instead, it's probably gonna be learning from someone who's pretty senior in this space. Yeah. And if I can take the opportunity to sit next to him every day yeah. and just learn, yeah. like literally just learn for the next few years, I might as well go for it. So I wasn't applying for jobs. I wasn't really looking for anything because I was quite happy with what I was doing, but I saw it as such an incredible learning opportunity. Yeah. So I put my, put my, I don't know, I'm terrible with phrases. I'll probably say a load of, <laughs> I, I was literally about to say put my hat in the bag, but that's definitely not what it <laughs> no, is. I just, I, I literally do this all the time. I just make up phrases. Put, uh, I was I'm going to put, say, put your key in the ball, but that's fine. for another thing. Perfect. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> anyway, I gave it a shot. I dropped my email off and I pestered my now manager a little bit because I really kind of saw it as this incredible opportunity. And I was like, I might as well go for it hundred percent. So I was messaging on LinkedIn and trying to put myself in, in the right position. Okay, so this is interesting. You sent in, but then you followed up multiple oh, times. Yes. See, like things like that, like working for free, chasing down what you want, that's not good timing. That's you getting what you want. A hundred percent. And you know what? I, to my own detriment, will often say, I probably did at the start of this. Yes, Right time, that's, right place, yeah. right time, right place lucky yeah all of that there's always an, a little sprinkle of luck at the very top yeah but for the last year and a half when yeah. i've been freelancing and doing that free work and building up this portfolio i'd got myself into the best possible position so that when this job came up yeah i was a great candidate yeah but then i also went further i found the person who was already working there it was only a team of four at the time i found his manager i messaged him and said look I've applied I haven't heard anything and it had only been about a day <laughs> but I was like I, I just there was something in me that just knew yeah um and it was and it I just had to go for it and I, I would have regretted not giving it my everything and yeah. not trying every avenue to get there yeah I see it all the time I I you know I'm super lucky to be able to speak at loads of graduate events and yeah. speak to younger younger women in particular yeah and they'll often say well I've, I've applied and I said well Everyone's applied. Yeah. What else have you done? Yeah. What else have you done? We've just hired an intern for our team for who's starting next week, and we had about we didn't formally put it out, but I put it out on my channels. We had about thirty people apply, whereas when we put it out on Steve's channels, we have thousands. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had about thirty people drop them, drop their name in that, put their name, yeah. put their put their email across, and this I didn't. I'll be totally honest. I didn't look at any of the applications because I got tagged in a TikTok. It's a social media internship. Yeah. 
this girl had applied with a TikTok demonstrating Brilliant. her skills. Yeah. I didn't look at a single other application. Yeah. Because I went, perfect. She's yeah. got it. She's yeah. got the initiative to try something different and, tr you know, see if it works. Yeah. And she then followed up with an email and followed up with a message. Yeah. You know, she's got the initiative. She's got the drive. She's yeah. got it. Yeah. And that's that's what I try and, you know, talk to other, talk to young women especially about that you can't just sit and wait. No. And it's it, there is a certain thing of like, oh, it'll come to me if, if, if it's my path or some rubbish like this. And it's like, I've, I... I, I really believe in what you want in life you have to like put forward for and if you don't it won't come to you necessarily and it's it, it like it does show a lot of where you are now is because from the very get-go of your story is right change do move forward and that's what you've been keep doing and it is a good message to send to the young ones um I mean I end up saying a lot of Steve's quotes because I <laughs> spend so much time with him and also um, creating so much content with his quotes all the time. Yeah. But he says the law of attraction is nothing without the law of action. Yeah. And when I, I think when I heard that and I saw that, I went, that's what I've always thought. Because yeah. there's definitely a part of me that saw that job and I don't know where I stand on you know manifestation and all of this sort of thing, but there was a part of me that went, I can see that. I'm yeah. going to do that, I know. But I had to put in all the stuff up to that point yeah. and all of the stuff after it to make it happen. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. No, exactly. And there's this definitely the sense of entitlement with that we're seeing with, you know, younger people coming into the company yeah. or when I'm talking to these grads that have this level of expectation yeah. that things are going to happen to them because yeah. they've gone to uni. We've yeah. all got, you know, so many people have gone to university. Yeah. So many people have got that piece of paper that you're never going to look at again for, yeah. for certain jobs. But what else have you done? Talk yeah. to me about what else you're doing to really like pound those doors open. Yeah. Because you know they will they will go down eventually and if you if you're going hard enough and you're building up your experience and you're doing all the right things but that that's what's worked for me and i i people you know often say wow you're you know you're i've just had 26 or 26 and you've yeah. done all this and you're stepping into a role and you're managing a team and all of this yeah. and it's you're right it's not by chance no like it's not by chance I'm, yeah yes i'm i feel lucky that i'm very confident and super yeah. driven and i think their characteristics that I've had for a while, yeah. whether that's from family or friends, like wherever yeah. that's come from my school, my education. Yes, that's great. And I've kind of, that's probably given me a, yeah. a bonus, but I've made the rest happen. Yeah, exactly. And when you said that at the start, when you were like, oh, it's all a mixture, I was like, balls. Balls, <laughs> that's, I guarantee you that's not. Because also as well as you do have to, if I say to you, God, you're doing so well, you're doing so successful, it, there's a part of you where you have to kind of play it down. You feel like embarrassed or, oh no, like people say to me, oh, congratulations mm -hmm. in India. And I'm like, oh, it's not happened. You know, it's not there yet. And it's like, stop. You don't need to like play down. You know, you can just be comfortable and go, yeah, I achieved this. Yeah, that's definitely something like I'm, le I mean, and also I'm the first person to admit that I'm still learning. Like I'm yeah. still learning every single day. I'm hoping to learn till the day I die. Do you know what I mean? That's the that's the thing that gets me out of bed. The thing that keeps me going. The idea that I can keep getting better and keep trying and yeah. keep learning and keep educating myself and having interesting conversations. But that 100 percent, there's an element of me that hears that and goes, "Oh no, 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 not me, <laughs> not me." Like, don't be silly. I mean, it's, I don't think it's. And I, people often go, "Oh yeah, imposter syndrome." No, I, I don't. I don't think it's imposter syndrome. Like, I'm very aware of what's going yeah. on and I can see all of it and I yeah. don't think I'm living in someone else's shadow no. like I don't feel any of that I'm sure other people do I don't feel that but I do want people to know that this vision of success or whatever they've got in their minds is just a work in progress exactly I'm just a work in progress I'm just 
figuring out as I go. Yeah. And it's bringing some great things along the way. Yeah. Like that, that's all it is, really. Yeah. And how was your first week there? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't remember. <laughs> the really? first six months were the biggest blur ever. I've never... I mean, I Steve, so Steve sat me down on... And we did literally work hand in hand, side by side, for the mm. first three to six months. He sat me down on day one and said, well, you're going to start posting then? And I was like, sorry, you've got millions, millions of followers, as if I'm just gonna start posting. Like, let's talk about maybe what I should, and he goes, the quickest way you're gonna learn, the quickest way we're gonna figure out what works and what doesn't work is if you just start. Yeah. And I will give you very live feedback as it's going. Yeah. If it's not appropriate, if it's not right, we'll take it down. Yeah, yeah. And it was the quickest learning experience, learning curve. He said the next, 12 weeks are going to be the the craziest roller coaster of a ride of a learning experience for you because you're going to learn everything after that we probably won't talk that much yeah we talk a lot <laughs> two and a half years later we still talk a lot but as a as a as a he's you know as a friend as a person yeah who we love to bounce ideas off each other we're texting all the time and every day about new concepts and new ideas and yeah. how we can play around with it but in terms of kind of the education piece or yeah. the kind of training it all happened in that kind of first three months yeah and I don't know how much I slept, probably not very much. Um, and I remember it got to about six months in and I just thought, this is, you know, this is phenomenal. It's fantastic. I feel like I'm leveling up in every way possible, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. Like, absolutely. This is not sustainable. And I went to him and I said, look, like I, I'm loving it. I feel so grateful. We'd been probably on a load of international trips by that point. Yeah. We've been to all these different things and the uh, Dragon's Den had just been announced. The book had been launched. So the podcast is starting to grow. It was all starting to really kind of reap the rewards of the yeah. consistency and that we'd all been putting in. Um, but I said, there's no, I can't do this. I was managing about uh, seven different channels at the time, yeah. bringing out kind of uh, trying to market different things into different markets and grow different audiences. And I said, it's not sustainable. I, I at some point I'm going to have to sleep or take a holiday. <laughs> um, and he said, we'll hire someone. Yeah. And I was like, what? I can hire someone? And he was like, of course. Like The the only way this grows is but you now train someone else and then yeah. they'll train someone else and we'll we'll grow this. Yeah. And it's that trust. Like, that was when I realized, like, the level of trust that I'd been given. Yeah. And it's something that now, as a leader, um, you know, I have a team of five, but also working in the general leadership team of the bigger company is is what is the key. I genuinely think is the key to a strong team or the key to success. Yeah. Like, being able to give that trust and genuine trust, not like trust, but I'll kind of be watching over your shoulder. Yeah. Trust to just give it a go because yeah. if I can teach them all of my lessons, but unless they learn them themselves, yeah, they're never going to grow. Yeah. So I have a lot of trust with my team and Steve had a lot of trust with me. And that's something that brought a lot of respect and honesty in our communications as well. And yeah. allowed us genuinely, I think to grow at the pace we've grown because if there wasn't that trust, we'd be getting sign off and everything and yeah. sign off slows everything down. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll come onto this, but like in the world of social media, as you said at the start, yeah. not only is it a fast paced industry, yeah. but things are changing at the speed of light. Yeah. I went to an event yesterday, we were talking about AI yeah. and the role it's playing in socials. And someone said, well, I created a deck at the beginning of, uh, of April yeah. with all the updates and everything everyone needed to know for a board meeting and the board meeting was postponed by two weeks. He had to entirely redo the entire really? deck because everything had changed so much in those two weeks. The The pace of change right now yeah. is wild. Yeah. And if we have don't have that trust, whether it's with your uh, marketing agency or with your in-house marketing team or your social media assistant, whoever it is, yeah. 
they won't be able to deliver on what you're hoping for. And I see this over and over again with um, business owners and their marketing teams or whoever does their, does their output. And they'll have a two week sign off period or they'll need to see everything before it goes live. Yeah. You've missed it. Yeah. You've missed the trend. You've missed the moment. Yeah. And now you're working, everyone else has done it and they're all ahead of you. Yeah. So now you're falling back. If you really want to lead yeah. and be at the forefront of the industry or the forefront of the change or whatever's happening, you need to just be giving it a go. Yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen? You have to take it down? Yeah. And it is a good point because it is it is tough for, first to get that balance of making sure everything looks good because that is the aesthetics to your Instagram page is like, you know, how everything comes up and everything. But then at the same time, it needs to be on trend, on time, like getting that, like get it out there today. This is going on and getting that balance is quite hard as say like if you were going back to that stage where you were like just posting yourself how were you measure was it just basically shove it out there and see how it goes i think it depends what stage you're in yeah so strategy is really important yeah but strategy like the term add value like the term well, i don't know algorithm hacks like yeah. all of this is doesn't mean anything unless you put it into practice yeah so a strategy for you might be as simple as the research stage, looking at what your competitors are doing. Yeah. So you have an awareness, yeah. not to copy. So you have yeah. an awareness and maybe to gain some inspiration. Yeah. And then also doing research into your audience because yeah. what we find with a lot of small businesses is they're very emotionally attached, especially when it's one or two people in a team, they're very yeah. emotionally attached. So what they end up doing is creating content that they want to see or for yeah. themselves as opposed to for their audience or for a new audience. Yeah. So start with your audience, start with your research. If it's as simple as then going away and going, okay, the things we're going to talk about for the next two months are A, B, and C. I'm going to create 10 pieces of content on A, 10 pieces of content yeah. on B, 10 on C. Put them into a little, you know, as simple as into a Google Sheet. Yeah. Put the caption, put the date you post, and then measure a couple of metrics. Yeah. If it's like, if you're at that stage, fantastic. But it doesn't matter what you're putting in unless you're measuring it to figure out what's going right and what's going wrong to yeah. then change for the next two months. Yeah. That's when it starts to get in interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people do strategy, like yeah. using inverted commas strategy in terms of a posting strategy. Yeah. But it's fairly irrelevant unless you're learning from it. Yeah. Like posting is just one part of it. Unless you are gaining some insight gaining some learning gaining something that worked or didn't work yeah figuring out as you're going and then applying it to stage two yeah it's like fairly irrelevant do you know yeah. what I mean because you're just chucking stuff out and crossing your fingers and closing your eyes and hoping for the best and that's not strategy that's just posting yeah um so I think people get a bit they leave off that last I see it as like a a never-ending circle yeah and never never in never ending ecosystem your research should inform your posting your posting will give you your results and your results will then deliver back into your learnings to then start posting again yeah so it's a never ending ecosystem and it you know you can scale that up or you can scale that down depending on what resource you've got available yeah but there are there are missing parts to people's posting strategy that is causing them to not grow yeah yeah i think also the audience thing is really interesting because I had a skin clinic in Barnes and um, I it's like you said, it's your posting for what you would like to see, not your audience would like to see. And really by right, I hadn't figured out who my audience was. 
and you kind of go, oh, I want to treat everyone. And it's like you have to have like a niche and you have to understand your brand, like what you're bringing and what they're going to come to you. Why? Like the reason why. So that will attract that type of audience. So then you have to speak to that type of audience and making sure that it is speaking to that. And then the measuring. Yeah, the measuring it's not good at that <laughs> <laughs> but there are tools to help with that sort of thing right yeah. so there are loads of different so kind of uh, reporting tools or social listening to tools or scheduling tools that once you're in that position start investing in that sort yeah. of level will allow you to level up like nothing you can do manually yeah that's the there are li- there are some things like even as if you're a startup or going in scale yeah. up that I would suggest investing in and a kind of all-encompassing scheduling through to reporting tool yeah. like um, Brandwatch or Sprout Social or even like a Hootsuite at some level yeah. or Buffer, any any of the above. Even really, really properly using Meta Studio yeah. um, will, will help you and take that pressure off. But, but to your point about, you know, wanting to speak to everyone, if you try and speak to everyone, you end up speaking to no one. Yeah. We all know that. Mm. But people are obsessed with this idea of going viral because they see it as the key that's going to unlock the growth. Viral can be good. Yeah. But I think a lot of the time, viral brings you in a load of unwanted eyes. Yeah. That end up actually being ghost followers. Yeah. That end up being de- detrimental to your engagement, yeah. which causes everything to plummet. Yeah. So it's a blessing and a curse. Like you want to be growing steadily. Yeah. And bringing in the right kind of people and getting in front of the right audience. Yeah. Because it's who cares if you've got a hundred thousand followers and it says that on Instagram next to your name? Great. What if none of them are your potential audience? Yeah. So you've got this wasted opportunity or this wasted audience where you're actually gonna have to start again because none yeah. of them are engaging with your content anyway. Exactly. And that's that's actually brings a good point, is also the engagement because then Instagram goes, You've a hundred thousand followers, why isn't your content must be rubbish because there's no engagement there as well. A hundred percent. So and mm. that's what that's what virality can do. So, you know, you could post an Instagram reel, it brings in a new thousand followers. But if that reel wasn't actually intended for your audience, yeah. you've now got a thousand people who are bringing your engagement rate down, which yeah. causes Instagram to go, let's not show this to anyone anymore. Let's not show okay. this page to anyone anymore. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, why is my, I, you know, I've gone viral. Why is my reach down? Why is nothing reaching that anymore? It's because you're in front of the wrong people. The algorithm's gone, okay, let's show this content to those people when they're not your target audience. Yeah. And you can have a hundred thousand followers. You can have a million followers but doesn't mean they're your customer or they're, they're your yeah. community. Yeah. And I think people get confused by this idea of audience versus community as well. Yeah. Don't, like audience is like just, enough, like these are just numbers. Yeah. Do you want real people in your community buying from you? Yeah. Or, you know, coming to you for your advice or coming to you and actually speaking and having conversations in the comments and en- engaging on your DMs and all of this stuff, that's community. Yeah. How are you growing your community? Yeah. That's what you need to be looking at. Yeah. And I do think this is like a very big part of the future is, and I see you posting about it all the time, like about community and everything like that. And it is, it's kind of building your gang, your gang of people that will buy off you, listen to you and how you do that. And I do find it like hard through social media to kind of, it's especially with, so I have a lot of the a lot of the people that are students and stuff that come on the courses, they find it they've suddenly gone from like being an accountant or being like massively different career move. And now you've to put into your yourself in front of a camera, you've to get your message out there and you've to build a community of 
how to trust. So how do you find the best way to build a community is? I know it's very vague. It's, it's hard to kind of advise generally on community, yeah. but there are a few things you can think, that anyone can think about that they yeah. should be kind of taking off. One is that a community, is, a community doesn't exist unless they have a place to belong. Yeah. So Instagram, unless they're, you know, are using the new, there's gonna be a new feature of the broadcast groups and all of that stuff, there will be groups and places to live. There's no place to belong. Yeah. Like there's no, there's a place to be, but a no place to belong. There's no res like reciprocal conversation unless it's one-on-one -on -one in DMs. Yeah. They can't engage with other members of the community. Yeah. So you need to think about that. Is there a world where it turns into a WhatsApp community or a Telegram community or a Facebook page or, yeah. uh, you know, something that allows that community to actually belong. The best, some of the best brands in the world, like Sephora, yeah. they're leading, leading, leading in community marketing. In fact, I think 90% of their marketing budget this year is going into their community marketing, right. which, it, and they've built it phenomenally. It's this, it's a, it's a platform attached to Sephora's website mm. with millions and millions of active users who come in and talk about beauty things. Yeah. And they talk about, re they review things, they suggest things, they share imagery, the brand can then turn that into a content making machine where they use that imagery in their own marketing using the UGC which you know yeah. people buy from people it's yeah. hugely beneficial to them which is why they're throwing so much budget into it yeah um but I think that's I think that's one of the really key things like they've got to have a place to belong where they feel like they can come and share that sense of value and share those share those insights and share and discuss and get something back because yeah. community isn't one way community yeah. isn't you throwing out content and them liking it yeah. That's just like turning up onto an app. Yeah. They need to have somewhere, whether it's a physical space or a social space or whatever it is, a, a group, a community, it needs to have a space to belong. Um, that's what's missing a lot of the time because people see an audience as a community, but an audience is a one-way street. You're talking to them, you're talking to them, you're talking yeah. to them. They can't re really respond and yeah. they can't respond with each other. You should be able to step away from your community and it still thrive. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, if you're thinking about building a community, it's but you're only talking about your products all the time, you've got a problem. Yeah. Because uh, products are your conversion posts, they're the, you know, the purchase post or whatever the service is. Like yeah. if you're talking about the service only or the product only or the business only, you've got customers. Yeah. You haven't even got an audience, you've just got customers, which is, yeah. you know, great. It's one thing that you need for sure. Yeah. But customers, you know, they might not be loyal, they might not come back, they might not tell their friend in the shop who's talking in person yeah. or tell the the shop owner that they found this really amazing place, they'll just come and go. Yeah. A community is someone who goes to the shop, says, you need to come and talk about that. You need to get yeah. this person on. You need to talk about this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And spreads and they do the marketing for you. Yeah. So think about what you're posting about. Are you are you posting and sharing about shared values, like genuine values away from your product yeah. that people can relate to and feel connected to and build that sense of connection so that they are loyal to you. Yeah, see, it's, it, it, but it's, it's hard because you can just, like, I, I've only gotten it into the last couple of years and it's, it's easier now, for, but I see with the students, like, it's stand in front of a camera and talk, talk. And you're going, well, I have to make sure it's valuable. I have to make sure I'm giving them this. I, you know, and you feel you have to do, so then you just go, actually, I'll just leave it. 
Yeah. And for me, like I think just sit in front of the camera and start talking to them. And then you'll start to learn what people actually want to hear from you as you're doing it. But it is quite intimidating at the start. And you know, I don't think everyone has to be the face and yeah. talk and deliver it in that way. There are so many other ways you can, you know, you can share value through your community as yeah. well. There are literally, I say UGC, user-generated content yeah. agencies who you can send your, if you're a product-based business, send your product to, Yeah, they can generate a load of content that's not necessarily product-based, but it's about, you know, your why. Yeah. So why did you, you know, why did you start your business? You wanted yeah. to, you saw a gap in the education space. Yeah. Um, and you believe really strongly about education. Yeah. Build your content strategy around that. So you're you're at the top of the yeah. funnel, you're getting a lot of eyes, you're getting a lot of people interested. Yeah. And then you draw them into your service. Yeah. So just think about I think it's just about flipping the narrative and people often say it doesn't and it doesn't matter whether you're B2B, DTC, it doesn't matter what you are, yeah. people buy from people and yeah. everyone has a story and everyone yeah. has a reason why they're doing it. Yeah. So feed into that why and share that why because that that's what people resonate with and connect with and then they'll buy your products because they have bought into you as a business or your business as as a part of a value yeah your story value exchange it's it's that that sells yeah. it's you know storytelling is so unbelievably powerful but you're going so you know I, we work with all the dragon's den businesses and yeah. investments who come in through steve and we'll look through their socials and go all i can see is the product yeah if i see this is this is like a magazine page or like a website yeah. I want to know who you are, why yeah. you're doing it. I want to relate to you on some level yeah. so that I know the content I'm going to see next isn't just another advert. Yeah. Because people don't like to be sold to. No. I mean, social media is so saturated in that sense that people see through selling. You yeah. know, people see through influencers selling. They see through um, adverts because they know it, it feels like an advert, which is why all these brands are trying to turn adverts into content that doesn't look like adverts. It yeah. looks like organic content. Um, they see through paid media and paid media's got even harder since um, all these iOS updates and all of that sort of thing. So your your most effective way to reach your audience really, really is through that organic strategy. Yeah. And if you nail the organic strategy and it's really in line with who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, not necessarily even what it is, yeah. but the why. Like yeah. Why, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah. Why are you doing it? Share that, talk about that because that's what people are going to relate to. Yeah. Once you've got them in, then every so often you can sprinkle kind of the product, the service, the what, because you've got their attention. Yeah. And that is because you get thrown at you. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. You know, post on a Monday at four o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I literally saw. Oh. I know. Four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Like that came up in my end. Why? Why would I post at four o'clock in the morning? But it, it is that if you're putting out the story then it obviously is more authentic than anything mm -hmm. so it'll obviously build you know like your whole brand easily before you're kind of going here by this product as well it is a hard part of it but with the constant changing of Instagram and everything like that and social media and everything that's changing even Google now Google search is going to be AI, AI. as well yeah. um, is it very hard to keep on top of everything I think as someone who is in the industry, so me personally, it's my job too. Yeah. And the way I do that is I prioritize time to keep up yeah. in the same way that I prioritize my tasks. Yeah. So religiously for 30 minutes at the start of my day, 
now on my commute because I'm living a bit further out, I will read something, listen to something, learn something okay. to keep on top because it changes that quickly. Yeah. And, you know, we have a chat in our, we're a very creative company. We do a lot of media. We do a lot of content. Half of our team is probably involved in content to some degree. Yeah. So we have a whole channel dedicated to staying ahead. Anyone sees anything, they chuck it in there. And I've got, you know, Google notifications or Google alerts for different words so that I'm re I'm getting it to my inbox if, if there's something big yeah. and I've got all these different alerts on and I'm keeping an eye all the time. But that 30 minutes really gives me a chance to delve deeper beyond yeah. like the surface level updates. So I understand not only that, you know, Google or whoever are leaning into the AI, but what they're doing behind the scenes, what yeah. they're going to bring out in a couple of months time and how they're looking and how they're approaching it and why. Yeah. It gives me that chance so that I can remain the authority and talk to other people about it. Yeah. Um, it's also really helpful to have communities. So yeah. I'm in many a social media marketing community where things are put in and things are discussed. And there are communities for every industry you work in if you look yeah. hard enough to find them. So I surround myself with people who are constantly talking about updates. So I, it'd be hard for me to miss something like yeah. that. However, if you're a business owner who doesn't work full-time in social yeah. media, if you have a product, you have a service, um, but you use social media to market, yeah. I would, my, my main suggestions would be find your source, a really reliable source, whether it's someone in your team, yeah to stay on top or if you know you're a solopreneur like so many people do it all by themselves yeah find one resource or one thing whether it's you know not to promote my own channel, following you know following yeah. me knowing that i'm going to share the updates yeah. or turning on five google alerts for five words that you can read every morning in your inbox just to see if there's anything like bubbling just to keep that top level education yeah. point of view because things are changing things are changing so quickly. There are a million newsletters that do yeah. weekly newsletters which give you a breakdown of the top five things you need to know that week. If you can do that every week, fantastic. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be the depth that I go to. Yeah. Because I'm in it all day, every day. I'm, I'm obsessed. Like, I would go to the point of saying I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> like, I I'm I love it. Yeah. And it's like, an, I'm not addicted in terms of the platforms. Like, yeah. when I, I rarely use my personal Instagram anymore, you know. I'm, really? Yeah, I can't, I'm on Instagram all day, every day. By the time I go, it's like work. Like I love, so I, when I say personal, like I have the social climate, which is like yeah. my business one. My, my personal was like fully neglected at this point. Like I just, every so often I'm like, oh, I haven't even seen what my friends are doing. Yeah. Like maybe I'll have a look. But um, no, I think I, you know, I'm in an environment where it's my job to stay on top of all of this stuff. Yeah. But Find someone who can help you with that for free. But that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think about like getting an agency or hiring in-house or anything like that? For me, it's brilliant. It's brilliant I've learned. It's brilliant I have an agency that can do the posts and everything like that. Obviously, for some people, it's not viable. But what's your opinion on all of that? My opinion on agency is if you're small and an individual person and you have a very small team and you need to outsource it because you don't have the resource, you don't have the capacity, is in those early days, like no agency is ever, ever gonna care as much as you do about your brand. Yeah. So you're that's just that's fact. You can go to the best agency in the world who, you know, charge an arm and leg, but they're never gonna deeply care as much as you do. So it's always gonna be frustrating because you don't have huge budget. Mm. You've you know, you might have whatever the agency rate is these days a couple of thousand couple of thousand pounds a month yeah which is a big expense for you in the early days yeah and they because that's you're probably going to be one of their smaller clients they're going to care even less so you're yeah. going to get 
I, I just really, really strongly believe that agencies, when you're small, especially like a UK-based agency, as opposed to kind of outsourcing it internationally, yeah. um, isn't the way to go. I think there are so many fantastic individual freelancers who take on a couple of clients yeah. and will care as much, care almost as much about your brand yeah. um, as you do. And they are interesting and unique and they bring a new perspective and they'll be your kind of cheerleader as opposed to an agency where you're like, fingers crossed, they're gonna come back with anything and they're gonna charge me either way. Yeah. Um, but a freelancer or someone you can, re I mean, ideally in-house, right? Yeah. Ideally you bring someone in-house because they, they get a sense of who you are. They really understand what you're trying to achieve and it's infectious. Like people who work alongside each other, when it works, it works really well. Yeah. The great thing about a freelancer is you can bring them in when you need them and when you don't, you can yeah. you can let them go a little bit and you can increase the hours and decrease the hours. You don't have that flexibility if you yeah. bring someone in-house. Um, and you know, I have a, if there's anyone listening who, yeah. you know, would like to be connected with a freelance, yeah. I have a fantastic freelancer database that I'm yeah. more than happy to connect people up with. But I really do think that that is the best middle ground when you're in the earlier days, you're smaller, you're thinking about starting up, scaling up. If you can't bring someone in house because it doesn't, it's not viable, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Look first towards a freelancer. Their fees won't be anywhere near an agency, and they'll care so much more. Yeah, and because like it is a full time job, like it is, it really is a full time, and it is your marketing. Like fifteen years ago, you that your advertisement was magazine or radio, or whatever. Yeah. This is your full advertisement you have to put the time and effort into it like people some people say to me they're like oh no i don't want to get into the social media it's not an option but <laughs> you know you have to it's it, well, it and it depends on your audience right yeah. so if your audience are not to stereotype 60 year old men yeah a tiktok strategy is probably not going to make sense yeah if you know maybe therefore TV advertising or a more traditional form of marketing yeah. might make sense. If your audience are spending four, five, six, seven hours a day yeah. on social media and you're not there, yeah. how are you going to get in front of them? Yeah. They're not reading They're not reading newspapers. They're not reading magazines. They're not watching adverts on TV anymore. Yeah. Netflix doesn't have, have adverts. Yeah. No one's watching it. So if you want to get in front of your audience, you have to go to where they are. It's like not an, that's, I think that's where I'm, what I mean by people create content and they're emotionally attached and they create it for themselves. Yeah. That's all well and good. If you're if you're targeting Gen Z and you want to go traditional in a magazine interview and do something like that, that's for you. You know, yeah. you're not doing that for your audience. You're not gonna get any conversion, you're not gonna get any growth, and you're not gonna yeah. get any interest. You have to go to where your audience are. And if that is on social media, then you need to think about your organic strategy and potentially a paid strategy. But I think people often, you know, you would charge traditionally, you would charge for a billboard yeah. or you would charge for a space in a magazine yeah. or you you charge you're just paying in a different way you're paying a person to create content that doesn't actually cost anything yeah so it's free yeah if you get it right you can reach millions and millions and millions of people yeah why wouldn't you give it a go is it is for me the investment if you get it right with the right person and you give them the trust and they have the experience the return on investment could be tenfold what yeah. you're achieving one by yourself or two in traditional forms of media or three through an agency yeah I do a hundred percent agree because like I grew up in the time of that it was more like radio magazine you had to pay so the fact I just didn't believe 
when Instagram and Facebook started coming out that you could get much business because how could you? It's free. Like, how could you? And then now it's like, why wouldn't you? But it's just people my age or a little bit older is just like, it's just a different concept yeah. being you're like I've grew up without a phone yeah do you yeah. know that's how yeah. how different the world is so it's it is that hurdle getting over but like you said it's you know it's if you want to get out to that type of people you just have to do well, it you just have to go to where they are like yeah. if it's the same thing if you if you wanted to advertise in person and you wanted to target kind of 20 something year olds yeah where are you going to go? You're going to go to wherever they are because you want to get in front of them. You're not yeah. going to go and stand outside your house and hope they walk past you. Like you've got to physically put yourself in front of the audience. Get that, get your audience hat on and think, where are they? Where are they hanging out? What conversations are they having? What are they talking about right now? How can I put myself in that conversation so I get eyes on me yeah. and eyes in front of it and I become part of their conversation? If there is any, you know, we're, we need things instantaneously yeah. these days like with social media with all these things we're very addicted to like instant results and instant yeah. things if you create any barrier to entry yeah for your audience they're yeah. gonna go elsewhere yeah. if they i mean i'll be totally honest if i need something doing and i search on instagram and i can't find your handle or i search on tiktok and i can't find your handle i'm gonna go to someone else like that it sounds crazy but like I want some I want to see proof of yeah. where I'm going to and my proof and my validation comes from social media it doesn't come from you know uh not even from Google or anywhere like that or yeah. a physical physical proofing I want to see people my age yeah on social media talking about it yeah because that's my level of trust and that's social proofing so if there's not that presence yeah I'm going elsewhere because there are plenty of other people who are doing it on there yeah yeah and so podcasts obviously like diary of a ceo is huge and everything like that and and there was a phase where it was kind of the whole podcasting but has it leveled out a bit like has it calmed down or do you think the whole industry is still growing and still more space for podcasts a hundred i think there's always space people, yeah. people say instagram's so saturated but yeah. then you see a new account like um you see a new account come and it yeah. blows through the roof. There's always space yeah. if you are intentional and you know what you're doing. Podcasting is fantastic because we've seen a huge rise in short form video content, yeah. right? Across all platforms, every channel, everyone wants to do short form video. Yeah. But the reason short form video has been so fantastic is because it's pushed people to the long form yeah. where you get the, and this is video or audio, you get the depth and nuance and context yeah. that social media doesn't allow for. Yeah. So it's super complimentary. And I've worked with a variety of businesses who have industry specific podcasts, have general chatty podcasts, have podcasts that have just an awareness piece or an educational yeah. piece, or there's such a plethora of ways to go about it. Yeah. And not everyone has to do a podcast. It's not necessary. Yeah. But if it fits into your strategy nicely and it offers a bit more to your community that they're not getting elsewhere. Yeah. It's a fantastic piece to bring that loyalty element into it. Yeah. And they feel like they're getting to know you on a much more personal level. So yeah. that community element, although podcasting is quite one way, so people listen and they don't often get to respond. Yeah. It is a fantastic community builder. Yeah. Because they get that depth yeah. and that insight that you can't get in this like instantaneous flick, flick, flick world. Yeah. Um, and in turn, you know, there's loads of data around the podcast. Something came out at the start of the year about how 
um, they were growing and growing and growing, but actually they're starting to see the numbers plateau it, yeah. plateauing. Um, and when you actually delved into it, it was more that the ones that are there, you know, during lockdown, everyone and their dog came out with a podcast, yeah. right? And it lasted for two seconds. Yeah. But they still live on the platform. So to the statistics, they have died because yeah. they're not getting any listenership anymore and they haven't produced any fresh content. Yeah. Whereas the statistics for the ones that are still going, which is yeah. mi- still millions and are still producing content are growing at such an enormous rate. Yeah. So almost the stats and the data around it is a little bit skewed and a little bit okay. disproportionate. So you really do have to delve into yeah. what they're actually saying. But you know, brands are investing in podcasts through sponsorship like we've never seen before. Okay. They're going from you know radio adver- adverts to realizing that actually a lot of people are listening to these long form, hour long podcasts, yeah. plugging in for an hour and you can serve adverts through that. So you're getting a lot of investment from huge brands into podcast advertising, which is giving the podcasters a huge uh, boost in investment, which is fantastic, which means they get to do so much more with it. We're seeing a huge rise in video content as well, which means you can then actually market your podcast through social media platforms because um, the audio first channels, Spotify, Apple, all of those, on organic search platforms. So yeah. if the idea is that you want to grow, um, it's you need to, you know you need to be doing stuff externally to bring the audience through to you, whether yeah. it's a newsletter or yeah. social media marketing or out of home marketing, whatever it is. Um, but it's a it's a fantastic piece to complement your your existing strategy. Yeah. It can't live if you know you've got different podcasts. So this podcast, fantastic extra educational piece for your community. Yeah it's never going to be serving no. the total population. That's not the goal, right? Exactly. It's to be the leading you know, skin educational yeah. podcast for therapists, for people trying to break into the industry. If you have another podcast where you have, you know, more of a conversational podcast that actually is just trying to grow their audience, yeah. it can't live in isolation. Yeah. It needs to be part of a wider strategy because yeah. it won't grow organically. Yeah. If you're relying on people, you know, sending it to their friend and you're growing one person every single episode, it's going to be a long, long, long time before you start to see the results. But if you invest in it seriously as one of your channels, the the returns are, are massive, even through the platforms themselves. And financially, if you're looking at putting it onto YouTube, yeah. as soon as you hit a threshold, you start earning for every single view you get. Yeah. And, you know, same for other platforms. They're trying to incentivize through that sort of that sort of incentive as well. So it's a fantastic piece if you know why you're doing it and yeah. who you want to reach and it as a part of your wider strategy but yeah. it's hard work like if you especially if you do guest interviews yeah. you need to have someone booking in the guests and yeah. bring them in and editing it and yeah. getting it all live and being consistent because if you're not consistent you know yeah. you lose your listenership and then it's really hard to bring them up again so yeah. it's not just something to be taken lightly i think we saw in lockdown a lot of people jumping on zoom filming a few episodes um, and then realize that it's actually really hard work. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Is, is there a favorite podcast of yours out right now? In terms of Diary of CEO or externally? Externally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listen quite nerdily to a lot of marketing podcasts. <laughs> but um, aside from that, yeah. I listen to Huberman, Huberman Labs, Andrew oh, yeah. Huberman, uh, of gosh, Andrew, Andrew yeah. Huberman, who um, is a US, one of the biggest US podcasts. Yeah. And that's where I do my, like, I did biology at A-level, but like, that's 
and I, I found it really interesting, but it, science wasn't for me, but it's very kind of all about your uh, sleep or your diet or your health in yeah. some capacity. And it's in a very, thinks about it in a very scientific, but also yeah. applicable way. I love that one. I mean, I'm also absolutely obsessed with Call Her Daddy, which is Alex Cooper's podcast. Yeah, I happen to listen to that, <laughs> but. <laughs> it's unique, it's unique, but she gets some fantastic guests on. She's like, absolutely storming the US charts. Yeah. So, I mean, I delve into absolutely everything and anything when I can. And do you have a favorite episode of C- Diary of a CEO? Um, so many I think back to you on a regular basis, but the one that were really stuck out for me at the time was Whitney Wolf Heard, who is the founder of Bumble oh, yes. dating app. Um, who was previously at Tinder. Yeah. Crazy story, but she became the youngest female billionaire. Yeah. Um, super inspiring. Like, yeah. unbelievably inspiring. And she was actually, on one of my first days, I think, or first weeks, the four of us who were in the team at the time, yeah. sat down and said, who are your kind of top of the list? Who would be amazing for you to have on? Like, yeah. who in two years' time do you want to look back and go, oh, do you remember when we wanted her and we've, we've got her now? Yeah. And I said, Whitney Wolf heard. And a year and a half later, she came on yeah. because we'd got big enough to have her. And she was just, she was literally, a, you know, we've had a few billionaires, but she was billionaire, comes in her jeans, turns up by herself, so humble, yeah. so down to earth, yeah. so like just happy to be there. Yeah. And I was like, you're great. I just, yeah. just a fascinating story and a journey and so much tenacity and drive and determination and you can't help but be inspired and it's yeah. one I kind of listen back to if I'm ever having a, a down day I'm like I can do it yeah yeah I loved um I think my favorite was Mo Goddard oh I mean oh, Jesus he's brilliant we've just had we had him back on last week episode yeah, three I happened I happened uh I happened listened to the two yeah I it was the first one episode 101 yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I think was was or is it the other way around but he's so great he's so I great. mean also the nicest human being you've ever yeah. come across like you want to just be wrapped up by his com- like I would sit literally sit here all day and listen to him speak yeah he just has so much wisdom and insight and solution to the yeah. chaos that's going on in the outside world he's fantastic and so smart yeah i mean he's this episode is kind of dedicated actually to ai because he's yeah in that space like no tomorrow yeah and then has all the kind of philosoph- philosophical thinking on the side yeah but his knowledge and insight on what's going on with ai is nuts you like have to listen to that one yeah oh definitely it kind of scared me because the first time i remember he mentioned that as well about i was like oh god here we go yeah. <laughs> And I mean, that episode, the first time he came on was probably, I mean, it was over a year ago, yeah. maybe 18 months now. Yeah. And the evolution in AI between yeah. then and now is terrifying. Yeah, because I remember listening to it where I was walking and going, my God, that's the future. And like, we're, now we're, we're in, it. in it. Yeah. Like, it's changed. It's like when the f- internet first came out. It's that same, like, quick change of it. So, so that's any insights into how the whole marketing everything is going to change now with ai in like short version <laughs> <laughs> yeah a whole nother podcast episode yeah i think it's really important to be aware of what's going on at yeah. this stage and just dipping your toes in if that's the time you've got so yeah. we obviously have chat gpt yeah. which is really really fantastic if you don't have time for speeding up things we were doing already yeah. so that's how i say it so we had teams who were working on copywriting, content ideation, um, scripting, Mm. all of those things 
that have now just been, we would always get to the same result, yeah. but have just been sped up by AI, which yeah. means they can go and do things that only they could do. Yeah. So it's allowed us so much more time. And I think if you want to just get started with something like that, just start dipping your toe into ChatGPT, even if you you know use the free version and yeah. just start getting to know what it can do. Yeah. Follow a couple of, believe it or not, AI influencers okay. on the likes of LinkedIn who just talk about use cases yeah. and examples and just read a couple of those and just just stay on top because if we like it or not, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening in a huge way. It yeah. was already bubbling. Yeah. And now because people have started to kind of come above the surface, everyone's had to come above the surface. Yeah. You, you've got fantastic tools from, um, you know, you can type a description and receive real life imagery now. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've seen all the recreations of all sorts of people. Um, so in terms of content creation, yeah. it's already there. Yeah. Take advantage of it, lean into it because it's gonna save you a hell of a lot of time to be able to invest into things that only you can do, you know, yeah. that your skill set. Yeah. There's there's AI that can now cut your long form. If you film a long form podcast or you film yeah. a long form anything, you can now put it into a machine and in an hour it will cut it into 10 clips that you can use on social. That used to take an editor half a day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's They're at your fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the details. Um, but there's there's so many tools. There's, it's it is hard to keep up. So just finding a, finding a source or a resource that you yeah. can tap into or tune into, just to keep leaning in, yeah. so that you're not left behind. Yeah. And what about you in the future? What's like in the what's going to be your next projects, challenges, all of that in the next year or two? I mean, internally, we this week alone have announced the new book, which yes. is coming out in August, which yeah. is. Uh, a combination of two years of podcasting into 33 laws we'll be marketing that for the next 12 weeks before up to launch with a variety of activations in-house and out of house in the same time this week we have released alternative language versions of the diary of ceo through youtube which our data scientist has built an ai model to do it for us it's fascinating it's crazy you've got steve speaking in another language spanish french for all of our episodes which is crazy um we also launched on iplayer yesterday with the diary of a ceo which is the first indie podcast we're not owned by bbc yeah. to be featured on iplayer which has gone straight to the top of the charts it's we're just thinking about how can we do podcasting differently to everyone else. Yeah. It's Diary of a CEO has become a brand in itself. Yeah. And how can we build that into different ways that people aren't even thinking of yet? So yeah. in the same way we put it on uh, British Airways in-flight entertainment yeah. system, no one had done that yet. We want to, we want this podcast to be a show. Yeah. And how can we build that show into platforms where people are already watching stuff yeah. and we can get it in front of people. And then so that's kind of, highlight of this week yeah things <laughs> things are going on like crazy behind the scenes we're bringing out products we're going to do another live tour we're doing all sorts of things internally and growing and scaling the team at a rapid rate and understanding how we can keep that same sense of kind of drive and collective belief and love for what we're doing yeah. and scale that up it's a whole nother interesting challenge personally i'm doing loads more things like this which i absolutely love yeah um getting to talk at loads of various events build my brand alongside and nurture my team like it's something i never thought i'd be doing or never really thought i'd be doing maybe yeah. but never thought i'd be doing so early on growing and bringing up my team yeah and it's one of the greatest pleasures of what i get to do like being able to see and be a part and help them thrive yeah is one of the most rewarding parts of my role so just learning how i can keep doing that better yeah and to be honest like it's even this thing of like you know giving back giving information it's so 
like I'm not even just saying it it's so good of you because so many people when they could get to the level you're at they go oh I don't have time for it or I don't you know I don't want to share or I you know I, I might as well save all my tips to, for a book or I might as well and you giving back and sharing your information and sharing your wisdom and what you've learned and stuff like that is really really like welcome and it's it's such a good trait in you like it's such a character good characteristic because it obviously shows you're a giving person you're a caring person so it's so good to have you in and thank you so much thank you so much like i'm so so unbelievably unbelievably grateful to all the people who have given me opportunity in my life and i wouldn't be anywhere i anywhere near this if i hadn't been you know have a door held open for me here and there by all sorts of people at all levels of my career so always i'm and what a pleasure to be able to reach and talk to different industries and think in that way and congratulations to everything you're doing as well thank you thanks grace for coming in thank you